in. Hey guys, it's Sim, and this is Pro Wrestling Unlimited, as it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. It means tonight was AEW Dynamite. I thought tonight's Dynamite was a really good show. I had some trolls on Twitter. Oh, you don't like anything Dynamite and AEW. You need to stop watching the show. Uh, I literally had one guy come at me and go, I am going to keep making, because I was like, I told the, so the one guy was like, <clears throat> let me vent here for a second. Let me vent here for a second. So I tweeted that <clears throat> I didn't like the Adam Cole Roderick Strong segment. I was it didn't amuse me. I'm like, oh, that wasn't even better with audio. Whatever. Someone in the comments that I had previously banned before for basically doing the same thing. Unbanned because they messaged me and was like, hey, we cool. And I'm like, whatever, sure. They did it again though. Basically, they were like, oh, you don't like anything, AEW. If it's not WWE, you're not going to like it at all. I was like, whoa. Well, first off, I never said that. And not every segment is going to be for everyone. Not everyone's going to like everything and all the same stuff. So uh, calm down, please, if you don't want to be banned. And they said something else, and someone else comments and was like, I agree. You don't like anything not WWE. And, we, and then he goes on to state, and we will keep making more and more accounts. To message you with until you prove our point correctly and agree that we're right or whatever he said. I don't know. What am I, really? So you basically just said you're going to be a piece of crap human being and troll me till I say that I don't like AEW? I'll admit it. Maybe I do like WWE a little more than AEW. Everyone's going to like one company better than the other, even if it's just slightly does that mean I hate AEW? Does that mean that I don't like anything AEW does? No, because I loved the main event segment. I loved the Bullet Club Gold MJF segment. Like, I cannot wait for MJF versus Jay White for the title. Lord, please have mercy. How long do I have to beg to say put that title on Jay White? Jay White just looked right with that belt on his shoulder. Like, Jay White, this is not the AEW belt. Jay White standing there, belt on shoulder, talking in the mic at the top of the stage with his boys around him. That just looked right. So it's like, not everybody is going to like everything on a show. There's going to be something that someone doesn't like, but they, they can like other things. I'll watch Raw and not like everything. I'll watch SmackDown and not like everything. Heck, I went to NXT No Mercy and didn't like everything. Wasn't a big fan of the British Rules match. So it's like, if you don't like one small little thing on a show, all of a sudden you hate it. You hate that whole company. Really? I just needed to vent and get that out. But I do also want to apologize for this podcast starting late. If you're watching live, I had a um, other graphics job that I needed to wait on the client to get back to me about. And I couldn't go live till they got back to me because I had no one they were going to get back to me. And basically it was kind of a, they needed to get back to me. And then I needed to get back to them on their whatever you want to call it, reaction to the edit right away. So I had to wait on that just a smidge. But I do apologize for this podcast starting a little bit late. But again, yeah, just had to vent a little bit because it's like, don't come at me and basically tell me you're going to be a crappy human being and make multiple accounts to troll me with until I say I don't like AEW because I do like AEW. Are there things that AEW does that I don't like? Sure. They're the type of humor a lot of times that doesn't resonate with me. I'm not the demographic for some of these segments, like the Tony Storm stuff. 
Sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes to me it's not. Like when she was doing the things with Renee, watch out for the shoe, and then she throws the shoe at Tony, or at Renee, and Renee have to dug it. I thought that was funny as hell. But the way she's the character in the ring, she still works great. But the whole, mm, the character in the ring, eh, not the biggest fan. But again, her promo work with this is, to me, hit and miss. Some are really good, some are okay. Not saying I hate it. Just not the demographic for that style of humor. So, yeah. But with that, overall, I did think this was a good episode of Dynamite. And we did get the first match announced for the full gear pay-per-view, which, like I said earlier, I can't wait for. It's Jay White and MJF. I highly doubt they take the belt off MJF. But if I'm praying to whoever I'm praying to, the wrestling gods, Tony Khan... That belt on Jay White, Switchblade Jay White, or whatever MJF called him. MJF gave him a nickname or whatever. I can't remember exactly what he called him, but he called him something other than Tofu. But yeah, Jay White for AEW World Champion. He just he just looks right with that belt on his shoulder. Jay White just looks right as a champion. He's just to me my champion. Like when he was champion in New Japan, whoo boy was he great. So. We'll see where that all leads to. But with that, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can help us out by hitting that donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can either subscribe with a tiered subscription or you subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you, and I'm about to burp, excuse me, have Prime Gaming. All I got to do is take that Amazon Prime account, take that Twitch account, link them together, bada bing, bada boom, you're Prime Gaming. Whether that's your Amazon Prime account, maybe you just got Amazon Prime for football on Thursday nights, or you know somebody else with Amazon Prime, you can use anybody's doesn't have to be yours. It could be your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your grandma, your grandpa, your auntie, your uncle, your dog walker, your milkman if you got one of them, your mailman, your Uber driver from last night coming back from the bar, the bartender. Say, hey, let me, let me take your, let me, let me take your Amazon Prime login, link it with my Twitch, and then I can support a cool creator on Twitch. And even if you're not creating, supporting me, which I would hope you would be, or somebody Support creators in the space. Also remember, head over to YouTube, hit that join button, and become a channel member. And finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game, whether you're buying an old game, whether you're claiming one of the free games like... Why is it not popping up? Model Builder and Solstice, which are only free for a couple of more hours. Use this code right here. PW Unlimited at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Again, use code PWUNLIMITED at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. I'm just going to say it. I say it every time. Go get Disney Speedstorm on the Epic Game Store. This game is great. This game is fun. It's better than Mario Kart. It's better than Crash Team Racing. And it's Disney. It's Disney meets kart racing on everything. Your computer, your PlayStation, your Xbox, your Switch, coming soon to mobile. And they all link together. They all link together so you can play anywhere at any time. I say, go get it and play it because it's great. And when you get it on the Epic Game Store, 
Use our code that just popped off the screen. Use our code right here, PWUnlimited at checkout. Now the code doesn't want to pop back up, and we lost it. There it is, PWUnlimited at checkout. It literally takes PWUnlimited. It literally takes a few seconds to type that in. I literally just did it to get Model Builder, and you're good to go. But with that, as far as AEW Dynamite does go, Here we go. It's the four, it was the fourth year anniversary of AEW Dynamite. And it comes on the air with Excalibur welcoming us alongside Tony Schiavone and Taz. And we go straight to the back with Renee Paquette. She's standing with Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega. Paquette mentions four years ago that they were on opposite sides of the ring. And Jericho said that it's hard to believe that they are now partners. Adam Copeland would walk up. He said, Ann, with how much Canon Canadian, or he said something about there needs to be a bunch of maple syrup flowing right now with how much Canadian is, is standing here. Copeland said, it's great to see old friend Chris Jericho. It's also good to meet Kenny Omega. Omega said, man, the other night you had me on the edge of my seat. It's funny. So he says that, and my roommate's in the other room, and I just hear him laugh and go, oh, I heard that one. I heard that one. So that's a good line there from old Kenny Omega. He shook hands with Copeland, and there we go. We then go to our first match of the night. Ray Phoenix versus Nick Jackson for the International Championship. A rematch from, I think it was like the seventh or eighth episode of Dynamite. Like one of the very, very, very first episodes that match was really, really, really good. This match was great in the second half. The first half of the match where they were doing the whole Phoenix has got a bad back and he's selling the back more than anything kind of thing was all right. But then they ramped it up during the second half of this match and it became really good, if not close to excellent. A very evenly paced match to start off. It was back and forth. It led to a series of strikes and near falls. Phoenix tried a fisherman or fireman's carry, but crumbled. His back gave out. And Penta and Abrahantis checked on him in ringside. Jackson zoned in and tried to powerbomb Sunset, flip him off the apron to the floor, but Phoenix countered into an arm drag. Jackson was dumped over the barricade, but Phoenix missed a, a bar- Phoenix missed a barricade walk kick, and Jackson hit a Hurricane Rana off the railing. Jackson connected with a backstabber in the corner, but missed the follow-up running boot on the apron. Smack in the post instead. Phoenix then swept the leg and spiked Nick Jackson on his head on the apron as we went to a commercial break. Not the best of spots because the way Nick did it, you could tell that he was perfectly fine and he didn't really spike himself. He kind of just like went down and then like boo, popped himself up on his head. So it didn't look all that great, especially with the camera being right there. Match picked up the speed once we came back from the break as Jackson connected with two super kicks. Phoenix kick kipped up and both collided on high kicks into a a double-down spot. Phoenix hit a rolling Hurricane Rana into a pin attempt, but Jackson tried to answer with his moonsaults off the apron outside, tweaking his ankle in the process. Phoenix tried a rolling cutter, but Jackson countered with a cutter of his own as they teased a double double countout. Back inside the ring, Jackson spiked Phoenix with a slingshot face buster as he signaled for the BTE trigger. Phoenix put on the brakes. Both men showed off unreal agility, as they pulled uh, pulled one another to the top rope, as Jackson hit an avalanche cutter for a two. 
Jackson then connected with the Poison Rana and a bounce-back Canadian Destroyer for another close near fall. Rana knee strike hit flush, as did a BTE trigger to the back of the head of Phoenix, but Phoenix did, well, kick out again. Phoenix then blocked a super kick, hung it up in the ropes, and hit a double stomp and a frog splash for a two. The spinning soul, uh, the spinning soul butt in the corner hit, but Jackson countered with a fire thunder driver into a roll-up, which Phoenix turned into a flash pin, and there we go, Phoenix gets the victory. So, like, this was a really good match, especially the second half, but I'm getting tired, and this is every wrestling company is doing a lot of this flash pin, roll-up, crucifix, way out of nowhere, I don't hit my finisher, I just pin you out of nowhere kind of move. And I'm kind of getting tired of it because everybody's doing it. New Japan, Impact, AEW, WWE, everybody's doing this. And they're kind of overdoing it at this point. The flash, roll up, crucifix, I got you at the last second, cradle pin. Like out of nowhere kind of deal. Fonzie says this is the fourth episode of Dynamite. Okay, cool. I got it all way wrong. <laughs> I thought it was like the, I thought it was like a couple weeks past that. I thought it was like, a, I thought it was like a month. What about it? I thought it was like a month or two in. So I was wrong. Thank you for correcting me, Fonzie. Uh, Magma Lord says, Tony Storm's character feels like Marilyn Monroe. Basically, that's what she's supposed to be. So, we then get stuff from, like, last week on Dynamite, and we can't hear any of it. We just hear, like, it sounds like they're talking in the building, and it's just echoing. But then they show it to us again later, which was a good idea and wasn't a good idea, because, like, showing it to us with the bad audio was one thing, but then going, oh, uh, we messed up earlier. We're going to blame TBS. I don't know if it was TBS's fault or if it was AEW's fault, but they said, we're going to, uh, TBS had an issue. We're going to replay this segment. Like, ooh. That's just as bad as Take 22 Collision Keith Lee. So, yeah. When you're number two, you're number two. Just saying. But we did get this with audio eventually. It was footage of Adam Cole putting off his surgery to visit his injured friend, Roderick Strong. And this is why this segment and stuff just didn't work with me. I kind of over the, oh, I'm hurt. I'm injured. I'm in a neck brace and I got to be in a wheelchair and I got these two guys, but they can't help me. I need Adam. It's just, it's not clicking with me. And this was kind of dumb. The kingdom are there and Roderick Strong's like, I need help moving furniture. And Cole's like, why can't the kingdom do it? He's like, because I want you to do it. He's like, I need surgery. He's like, well, we both got wheels now. And he gives Adam Cole one of those wheelie uh, scooter things where you can put your leg up on it. Anyways. This just didn't do it for me. Adam Cole's moving furniture all by himself. They're all just watching. The kingdom's playing. Matt Taven's petting a stuffed giraffe. And then Cole's like, all right, I got to leave. I got to get ready for surgery or whatever. And then uh, Roderick Strong's like, Adam, I still need you. You can't go. Eh. It was whatever. Not my kind of humor. Then all of a sudden, Griff Garrison is in the ring. And I go, this guy's still with the company? Okay. Griff Garrison is there. But as much as I was surprised to see him, I was even more surprised as we got a returning Wardlow, who we haven't seen since like June or July. Wardlow came in, beat Griff Garrison down so bad that the ref just stopped the match. Match ends in referee stoppage. Wardlow jumps out of the ring. Wardlow jumps into the crowd and then just leaves. Just leaves. Through the crowd, and that's it. All 
okay, I like this Wardlow. I'm just going to beat ass and then take off. I'm going to beat people up and then leave. I like this Wardlow a lot. Nipiket is backstage with Don Callis and Kanosuke Takeshita, who said that the AEW Foundation has been shook to its core since Sammy Guevara pinned Chris Jericho at Wrestle Dream that the quack doctors wouldn't clear Guevara to compete tonight. So instead, he's going to have to be replaced. And thanks to the recommendation of Will Ospreay, Callis has called upon Kyle Fletcher to be Guevara's replacement. Callis said that no one remembers who wins the battles, but they remember who wins the war. A war that Callis will win. This is when they talk about the, the audio issues. They're like, hey, we had audio issues, and so uh, we're going to replay that segment. And then it aired fine. I don't know if it was actually TBS's fault, but they blame TBS. Then we had the acclaimed and daddy ass against the Butcher, the Blade, and Kip Sabian. Oh, this was kind of weird. Because, like, this, was it really a match? Was it not a match? Like, it didn't feel like a full-on match to me. It was just a bunch of guys fighting around. And commentary was talking about so much other stuff during this match. Why were we supposed to care? And then the match ends, and we hear Justin Roberts say, and still, Trio's champions. I'm like, wait, wait, the Trio's titles were on the line. Did I hear that right? What? We didn't even know that the Trio's titles were on the line. But yeah, basically, it was Excalibur plugging title Tuesday throughout this entire match, saying, George Strickland's going to take on Brian Danielson in a number one contender match for the TBS title. Oh, and John Moxley's been cleared. He's going to face Ray Phoenix next week for the international title. So, Push the Blade and Sabian tried to attack at the bell, but the brawl spilled outside, which allowed the acclaimed and daddy ass to scissor in the ring as the match officially began. Butcher and Blade took the fight to Caster. As Sabian followed this up with a springboard moonsault to the floor on both Caster and Bowens ahead of the commercial. Caster was isolated the entire break before Bowens made the hot tag immediately when they returned. The match broke down soon thereafter, allowing Bowens to hit the scissor me timbers on the blade and a springboard Sabian with a super kick. Bowens and Caster then hit their top, hit their over the top slam on Sabian to get the win. So there we go. They retain the belts. Uh, we then got the final installment, Tony Storm's Portrait of a Star. Storm is shown there with RJ City, telling RJ City that he doesn't know what it's like to live in the spotlight, something everyone tries to take away from her. Storm sits awake all night, wondering if she still has it. As City breaks the news to Storm that she isn't even old, and Storm realizes, no, but I'm timeless. It was weird, but not bad. They said Tony Storm had a big announcement. And I guess her big announcement was, I'm timeless. Again, AEW throwing the word or the term a big announcement around that doesn't mean anything. Like it's it's stuff like this that this company does that then is like a slight turnoff. Oh, Tony Storm's gonna make a big announcement. What's your big announcement? You got a new nickname? It's not a big announcement. He said, Timeless Tony Storm will premiere later tonight. Cool. But then this moved in to a really good segment. I loved this. So the Bullet Club Gold comes out with no Jay White. 
Juice Robinson and the guns make their way to the ring as they air footage of Switchblade being attacked last week by who everyone thinks is MJF. He says it wasn't him. Someone wearing the devil mask. Austin Gunn says, it's time for story time with the Bang Bang Gang. And ran down MJF's promo last week against White, saying the reason MJF jumped Switchblade last week was because he's scared of Switchblade. Robinson then said, you know what? Or no, I think it was Colton was like, you had 20 minutes last week, and the only insult you can come up with is tofu? Robinson then grabbed the mic and was like, all right, we're no more games. MJF, or he said, he said, Friedman, get out here. He's in the ring and no max, and he's waiting. He's like, come on, let's go. Get out here. Get out here. And finally, MJF comes out on the stage. MJF came to the stage and started a ass boys chant. Then said that Robinson is nothing more than a talent, talentless taint. As freaking, I didn't know this was allowed. Juice then responds by going like this. Talentless taint? I'm a rock hard taint. I got a rock hard taint. He's like showing his arm like he's got a big cock or something. And he's like in the ropes, like humping it with his arm flapping like it's supposed to be his cock. And he's like, this is a rock hard taint. And so MJF's like, you know what? I'm going to get a dueling chant started. Follow along. Ass boys, tantless taint. Ass boys, tantless taint. And then the crowd goes and does it. So we got a rattled Bullet Club gold in the ring. And he throws out some things involving, uh, he, uh, where was I? Um, got rattled. He rattled off a list of names of the horrible things that he's done in AEW involving throwing Chris Jericho off of a cage, whooping Cody Rhodes, injuring kids during dodgeball, and almost getting us kicked off TV calling my boss a effing Mark. MJF says that he didn't attack Tofu Jay White and called Bullet Club and then challenged Bullet Club Gold to a Stockton Street fight right here, right now. MJF hits the ring, heals bail. MJF's looking at them like, oh, yeah, you're scared? And then he gets attacked by Jay White. Jay White jumps in the ring, hits him with the Blade Runner, and then the Bang Bang Gang stands tall over Jay White, or over MJF, as Jay White grabs the AEW World Belt, stands over MJF with the belt, and then leaves with the Triple B. He goes to the top of the stage where he took a microphone. He said the AEW title on his shoulder, well, it just felt right. He said MJF's cheap tricks won't work on him. And said he's not, he's not fooling anyone when he says that he wasn't responsible for the attacks last week. They know the real MJF, a dirty, pathetic liar, a slimy, gutless coward. AEW needs an elite champion, something MJF is not and issues a challenge for November 18th at Full Gear for the AEW World title. MJF accepted the challenge, and the main event is set for Full Gear. Now this, this is the main event that I can get behind. We've had two pay-per-views now where the world title was not defended. And that's not, not, no. You need that world title defended. Whether it's in the main event, or it's one of the marquee matches is a different story. Like, the TNT title main eventing Wrestle Dream for what happened that match and the Adam Copeland debut needed to be main event. But you still need your world title on the show. Like in WWE, they now have two world titles. So if Roman's now working a show, Seth can defend his. 
I'm not saying AEW needs two world titles, but when you have your world champion on the show work in a handicap match for the Ring of Honor tag belts, yeah, no, that just kind of makes your world title not feel as significant. As we move forward, Renee Paquette is backstage with Hook and Orange Cassidy, who said that they were close to winning their match at Wrestle Dream. Hook is still a great champion. Hook said it was Cassidy who should be getting a title shot against Phoenix next week instead of Moxley. Cassidy's like, yeah, but Moxley was champion for about three weeks. Well, I was champion for like uh, 11 months. Everyone stood there awkwardly eating chips, except for Renee, who then sold Excalibur for first ketchup chips. And I'm like, Okay, what was this? Do we need this? What did this accomplish at all? Nothing. This didn't accomplish a single thing. And every segment should accomplish something, in my opinion. And this accomplished nothing. They just ate chips, and Renee goes, yeah, I don't like regular lays. I'll take ketchup chips, which I've told her good, and I still need to try because I love ketchup. Then we got tag action. It was Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho against Kanosuke Takeshita and Kyle Fletcher. <clears throat> um, Kyle's joined commentary for this match as we were informed that Kyle Davis, or Mark Davis, I mean, I don't know why I wrote Kyle Davis. Mark Davis suffered an injury at the pay-per-view. I believe it was like a broken wrist. Jericho and Omega made fast tags early on, isolating Takeshita, who was dropped with a double suplex. Takeshita then did a series of ducks uh, with a bunch of clothesline attempts and then hit a Takeshita line to gain control, heading to a commercial break. Right when they returned from the break, Jericho hit a lion salt on Fletcher and made the hot tag to Omega, who ran wild with polish hammers. Fletcher, in fact, in fact, escaped a UCAN escape, but Takeshita couldn't say the same as Omega hit the rolling fireman's carry followed by a corner backstabber on Fletcher. Omega and Takeshita traded shots until Fletcher blindsided Omega with a snapdragon. Takeshita and Fletcher traded Haluva kicks and Blue Thunder Mishinoku driver attempts for a double double uh, two count. Omega fought off of a tombstone attempt into a snapdragon as a groggy Jericho made the tag, unloaded 10 corner punches, and a corner hurricane run on Fletcher. Takeshita flew in with a clothesline, Omega hit a pump knee, and Fletcher hit multiple thrust kicks and brain busters for a complete reset. Fletcher and Jericho had a striking battle until both collided on a double clothesline, which led to uh, our second commercial break of the match. Jericho then had the walls of Jericho locked in on Fletcher as we came back, and it took uh, multiple boots from Takeshita to break it up. Omega made the tag and had a slugfest with Fletcher, who held his own initially, but a knee lift, powerbomb, and charging knee got a two off of it from Omega. Takeshita then put a stop to a V-trigger, but suffered a knee to the back and a Snapdragon. Fletcher tried a Michinoku driver, but Omega shoved him into a Judas effect as he fell back into a one-winged angel for the victory. So Jericho and Omega do pick up the win, but again, you may win the battle, but did they really win the war tonight? So, Callus was talking trash from the stage. Jericho and Omega were then blindsided from behind by powerhouse Hobbs, who laid out Jericho with a spine buster. Omega was then tossed to the floor, viciously beaten down before being launched into the crowd into like the third row. Hobbs trapped Omega head first between a railing before heading back to the ring where Callus and Takeshita duct taped Omega to the ropes. Barely kind of whatever. 
Jericho tried to make the save, but Hobbs cracked him in the ribs with a chair. Omega had actually came free from the tape because the tape wasn't sticking. So Hobbs and Takeshita held him while Don gave a chair shot to the head. Excalibur then informed us the opening match. Nick Jackson, uh, in the opening match, Nick Jackson had to be taken to the hospital as Matt and Hangman also left with him, hence why no one's out here to save Kenny. So yeah, no elite to save Omega because for some reason, both Matt Jackson and Hangman had to go to the hospital with Nick. But they didn't tell us what happened to Nick. They didn't tell us what caused Nick to have to go to the hospital other than he got banged up in the match or whatever. So that was kind of weird. I I appreciate them trying to like cover it, but it was still kind of weird. Renee's backstage with MJF, and this got really weird. They're in the trainer's room, and so are the acclaimed and daddy ass behind him. So MJ, uh, Renee's trying to ask MJF some questions, and all of a sudden, Max Caster's just rubbing his shoulders. MJF realizes what's going on and snaps, flips out, jumps off the table, and is like, dude, leave me alone. You've been putting weird notes in my bag. You've been sending me random weird Tweets and stuff, messages on social media. Leave me alone, you stalker. Leave me alone, you, you stalker. Guys, like, want a scissor? He's like, no, get lost. And so he looks at Renee, he's like, God, that guy's a stalker. He just won't leave me alone. That was so weird. Like, I don't understand what that was supposed to be at all. It wasn't funny if it was supposed to be. It was kind of just awkward and a little uncomfortable. Some Jeff's like, you know what? I need to call Adam. And it rings. And it rings again. And it rings and it rings and it rings. And finally, you've reached the voicemail. To leave a message. Please leave a message at the beep. And he's trying to hang it up. But you could tell that he's not even on the phone app of his phone. So he can't hang it up. He's just smacking the phone. And finally, he just puts the phone down. <laughs> he looks very dejected that Adam didn't answer his call. We then get a really good vignette from Samoa Joe saying that he knows what it takes to be a champion. And he's very satisfied. He's been a champion every place that he's ever been. That lies the problem, though. Saying that he's forced or focused, hungry. And while MJF earned his respect, everyone needs to realize when Joe is hungry, he's going to eat. Basically, he said, I want the AEW world title. Even though he's still got the Ring of Honor television title. So it's like, you got a belt, bud. As we move forward... Tony Storm against Sky Blue. And according to Twitter, this was a battle of the big booties. Twitter named this a hot and spicy big booty battle. Um, so Tony Storm came out. Scream was black and white for her entrance, a Hollywood starlet entrance. Cass says she's timeless and goes to and is going to live forever. So, cool. She's got her makeup smeared like she's the um, hot mess Chelsea Green when she did all that stuff back in Impact. That's exactly the kind of vibe I got. But she's more subdued in her craziness instead of Chelsea Green just being wackadoodle crazy. I mean, again, Tony Storm's still wackadoodle, but, but she's not as over the top. It's a different kind of wackadoodle crazy than Chelsea Green was at the hot, as the hot mess. But I feel like this is really just a rip on that in a different way. So where were we? Went to shake hands, but instead, 
Storm hit Blue with a short arm lariat. After a few hair mares, Storm posed in the ring before Blue shoved her down and Storm was insulted. Blue went up top but was cut off and Storm hit a hip attack to the floor and literally threw it to commercial break herself going, we'll be right back after these very, very important sponsors. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I like that. That was very clever. Blue spun out of Storm Zero on her way back in and rolled, uh, rolled her up. We got a two off of it. Blue then followed this up with a rising knee and an enziguri before going to the top for a high cross and another near fall. Storm slipped through a skyfall and hit a sit-out chokeslam bomb for a two, kind of like the BK bomb. Storm was insulted by the two count and ate a blue th- and ate a thrust kick from Blue as a result. Storm answered with a snap German, posed in the corner, saying she's ready for her close-up, complete with a quick zoom in, and then the sweet cheek music, Storm Zero, and the pin for the victory. So yeah, when Storm wins the big booty battle. Took the Hathaway, he's backstage with Renee Paquette and informed Eddie Kingston. Since he's the commissioner of Ring of Honor, there'll be a four-way on Rampage to determine who gets the next shot at the Ring of Honor world title. On Rampage? Why, what, 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 huh? Why isn't this match on Ring of Honor television if it's a number one contenders match for the Ring of Honor world title? This is all elite wrestling. Come on, we don't, we don't need this. We don't need this at all. Hathaway informed Kingston he will be on commentary for that match as Ring of Honor needs a world champion who smells like Tom Ford, not Burger King and Newports. And this got Burger King Newports somewhat trending. Then, Tony Schiavone's in the ring. And correct me if I'm wrong, was Tony Schiavone trying to do the Tony Chimmel entrance? Because he's like, Ladies and gentlemen, let me welcome the rated R superstar. Like he didn't do the superstar, but he's like rated R superstar. Like he tried to do it, but didn't want to totally copy Tony Chimmel. But he introduces Adam Copeland. Huge reaction from the crowd in Stockton. Copeland says Shivani's voice was the soundtrack to his childhood. But politely asked him to hit the bricks. Copeland said, it was fun hearing chants of Adam, something he's never heard before. Years ago, uh, he was told that he'd never wrestle again. This is 2011. And now it's 2023, and look what he's doing. He's standing in an AEW ring. Copeland said that the AEW world title would sure look good around his waist and list many different wrestlers that he wants to face for the first time ever, like John Moxley, Kenny Omega, Miro, Powerhouse Hobbs, Jay White, and even the unhinged Juice Robinson. Did the main reason though he's here? Because he sat down with his family. And they had a very serious conversation. Do I retire? Very, very possible. Then he said his nine-year-old daughter, Lyric, who is, well, more wise than he is, said, no, you need to go have fun with Uncle Jay. He said, Uncle Jay, you guys know him as Christian Cage. So I'm going to call him what you guys know him and ask him to come down to the ring. Christian, can you please come down here? doesn't come out. He goes, let's go, Jay. Come on. I, I know you're there. Finally, TNT champion Christian Cage does come down to the ring. And Christian Cage, by the end of this segment, proved why he was my favorite wrestler in TNA. He is the greatest, probably of all time, smarmiest asshole in wrestling. 
Copeland said for 40 years they've been friends. And not because of this, not because they became friends in the business, but this business is what made them friends. Their love for this business. Copeland says that he knows Cage wonders why he did what he did at Wrestle Dream. And when he saw Cage standing over Sting, someone that Cage idolized as a kid, saying that you wanted your hair cut just like him. You had the flat top and the rat tail. I was Lex Luger. When I saw you were going to hit Sting with a concerto, I couldn't let that happen. I could not let that happen. Copeland said that, not to be delusional, but we all know what's going to happen. Once Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus get all that, that knowledge out of your brain, they're going to drop you like a bad habit. Except for the first time in over 20 years, this duo we, have, we haven't done in a while, let's legitimately team together and face the greatest teams there is. And face the greatest teams that there are today, like FTR and the Young Bucks. Showing people why they're one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Someone said he wants to end their careers as champions and as a team and show everybody what they're still capable of doing. Cage asked for the mic, reached out for a handshake, and instead went for the hug. While hugging Adam, this smarmillo effer says, go fuck yourself, and just walks off. And just walks off and goes to the top of the ramp where the crowd is booing him peripherously. He then says, oh, hey, one more thing, Adam. I'll give you a little, a little... Piece of which you're going to have to deal with next week. Out comes Luchasaurus. Out comes Nick Wayne. As next week, it's going to be Luchasaurus versus Adam Copeland in his first AEW match. They then stared, stare each other down. Three up here. Adam down here. And there we go. Great main event segment to close out this show. And it's like, when Christian Cage... Was a big dick asshole in AEW or TNA. He was my favorite guy there. I thought he was the best they had. Better than Kurt Angle. Better than Samoa Joe. Better than AJ Styles. Better than Sting. Better than Jeff Jarrett. Better than everybody. Christian Cage, my favorite TNA wrestler. And he's proven to me that he's still got it. And he can still go, whether that's on the mic, character work, or in the ring. But yeah. That is everything that did take place tonight on AEW Dynamite. As far as some upcoming AEW shows do go, as far as Rampage does go, Best Friends and the Hardys will take on the team of Jake Hager, Daniel Garcia, Matt Menard, and Angela Parker. Chris Statlander and Hikaru Shida will take on the team of Nyla Rose and Marina Shafir. Johnny TV will take on Commander and Lindsay Dorado and Pentel Zero Miedo with a winner getting a shot at the World Ring of Honor World title. As far as Collision goes this weekend, FTR will be defending the titles against Ricky Starks and Big Bill. Why? the hell knows? AEW don't make any rhyme or reason on title matches. Also, Timeless Tony Storm will take on Kira Hogan. As far as next week's AEW Dynamite title Tuesday goes. Remember, it's on a Tuesday. Adam Copeland will have his AEW debut against Luchasaurus. Swerve Strickland will take on Brian Danielson with the winner, becoming the number one contender to the TNT Championship. With the International Championship on the line, Ray Phoenix will take on John Moxley. With the AEW Women's World Championship on the line, Soraya will defend against Karl Shida. Barros Hobbs will be going one-on-one with Chris Jericho. And finally, Hangman, or, and finally, Hangman Adam Page will be taking on Switchblade, Jay White. That is everything taking place over the next week for All Elite Wrestling. Now with that, you know what I thought of the show. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of the show. I don't know why I did it like that. I don't know why I did it like that. That was dumb. That was cringy. Let's refresh all these polls. 
Um, as far as the Twitter poll does go, 57% liked the show, 23% thought it was just all right, and 19% didn't like it. Uh, looking at the YouTube community, oh, the Twitch poll, everybody that voted liked the show. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, 73% liked the show, 18% thought it was just all right, and 10% didn't like it. Uh, this person comments, the, the most thing I like about the show is Tony Storm because she was so hilarious, even though she won the match. Says, <clears throat> for some reason, TBS didn't say Dynamite was on. It kept saying Young Sheldon. Yeah, TBS had an issue with their scheduling, and so it messed up a bunch of different cable and... TV providers. Tony Khan addressed that before the show went on the air. And then this comment says, good show. Finally, the YouTube uh, live poll, 76% liked the show. 16% thought it was just all right. And 8% didn't like it. So with that, guys, I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Now... Here shortly, I'm going to go live, twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. We're going to play some Disney Speedstorm and maybe even do some Jackbox. Now, Jackbox Party Pack 10 comes out in a couple of weeks, but they put out a demo with two new brand new games that we can test out. So if you guys are interested, then we're going to do some Speedstorm to start off the stream. And then let me know in the chat if you're there for, for Jackbox. And then we'll switch over once we get enough people and play some Jackbox. We'll do some, maybe Jackbox Party Pack 9. We'll, of course, jump into some of the new Jackbox games that are, that are released with the demo. So we're going to do that. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Again, have a great night, guys. I'll be back Friday for the wrestling wrap-up and then the SmackDown review. As far as next Tuesday, I think I know I'm going to want to review Dynamite, Title Tuesday. But I'm going to watch... NXT at the same time, kind of. I'll have them both up. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to focus mainly on AEW and then give you my thoughts on what I see on NXT as well. So I'm going to try and watch both, focus more on AEW, and then kind of do like a three-quarters AEW review as far as like most of it being AEW. And then the last quarter of the podcast will be like, hey, here's what I saw on the NXT show. And then we'll compare because they're loading up that show next week. And also, Cody's big announcement. People were like, oh, he's going to announce whatever. And this and that. No one's saying what I think it's going to be. He's announced a Dusty Classic. He's, Cody's probably going to show up and say, we're doing a new Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classics. They haven't done one in 2023. But with that, guys, I'll see you guys in a little bit. Twitch.tv forward slash Timmy Buddy. Have a good one, guys.